Welcome to the Dramatic Illusion Podcast. We are your hosts, Lorraine. And I'm Amanda. And it's Pride Month. We're talking all things Pride. Yes, we're talking um, the good, the bad, the ugly. Right. Welcome, my fellow Rainbow Mafia. This is our (laughs) month. Everybody slap on a rainbow on everything because it's going to be everywhere. This is our month. Especially all this rain. There's about to be a damn rainbow out here. Right, right, see? About to drown Even in the- Texas. Somebody build me a, a dinghy or something. Hey, man, they needed that in Ohio this past weekend because let me tell you, that was terrible. Um, for those who don't know me personally, uh, my parents live on Lake Erie, and Lake Erie decided to just take a shit into the old town of Port Clinton this past weekend and flooded <laughs> the whole town. So we got to clean that up. That was fun. Even the homes that are um, above the flood gate or whatever also. so Disgusting. Sun- yes, yes. <laughs> Lake Erie is not one of the, the nicer, prettier, cleaner lakes, that's for sure. No, no it isn't. And that just makes for more of a mess, honestly. And, and here, too. I mean, driving home from a friend's house not that long ago, and it's literally monsooning outside, and... I didn't drive, so, you know, my anxiety is, like, through the goddamn roof. And oh, all of a sudden, yeah. all of a sudden, this small car, granted, we're in uh, Silverado, right? This small car next to us hits a puddle. The whole windshield is just covered in water, and I'm freaking out. Like, you know, I I probably could have wore some Depends or something. I mean, it was that serious. <laughs> Maybe well, you need to get, keep some in the car. You got just, more room in the car. Maybe you need to have a, a a thing in there, a bag, box, whatever the hell they come in. You know. Yeah, you know what? Emergency depends. I probably do because that was bonkers. I couldn't. It was too much for me to handle. I'm like, just get off the freeway. <laughs> well, so was that the most dramatic thing you did this week, or do you have something uh, that tops that? Uh, no, I have something that tops that. For all of you listening that have been to a Renaissance festival, I have not. So this was my first time. Yesterday, I went to the Scarborough Renaissance Festival down in Texas here. It's in Waxahachie. Uh, and oh. It's, yeah. That's an interesting oh, yeah. name. Nice. That's a whole last name. Yeah, um, sure is. <laughs> uh, it's a huge festival here. It's, I believe it's eight weeks. It's all of April, Holy all of shit. May. But it's just the weekends. So this was the last weekend for it. And uh, I, I had a ball. I watched a joust. I watched Birds of Prey. Uh, what else did I do? I did something else. I taste tested so many things. I bought some artisan soaps. You know, I, I got you those tarot cards, which are super cool. Yeah, definitely. We'll have to post a picture of them. They yes. are badass. Yeah, they're cool. But that's... So did you dress up? I didn't dress up. I, you know oh, what, man? You know what? We're all bummed out about that. I, the, I'm bummed out too. The podcast because... community. <laughs> you know what, though? I should have stocked up for next year, honestly, because they had shops galore, and I, you could pretty much buy anything you wanted there. It was kind of like cool. a music festival, how they have all the, I it's mean, li- anything you could possibly want. Yeah, yeah. It's th- and it's literally set up all year, you know, like all the buildings and stuff. So it's it's cool. Oh, I Sounds rode a camel. Cool. What? Did I, tell, did I tell you that? I rode a camel. No. <laughs> Hell, motherfucking yeah, I rode a camel. My boyfriend was like, are you serious? I mean, this was after our beer tasting thing, which that guy, he was very knowledgeable, and I had a great time doing the beer tasting. But, yeah, we were walking down, and I'm like, oh, my God, is that a camel? I'm like, oh, my God, there's three of them there. I'm riding it. He's like, are you fucking serious? How the hell serious? did you get on it? Aren't hell they like really big? Yeah. Um, so how they have it set up is there's stairs and then there's a platform. And you just pay the guy, you know, the $10 or whatever it was. And he tells you how you get on the camel and it's got a saddle on it. And I'll, I'll post a picture on Instagram. I rode that camel. It was awesome. That sounds fun but terrifying at the same time. I don't know if it I'd do so it. It was so cool. It was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the most dramatic thing you've done? Um, 
Well, there's two things. I don't know which one I was more dramatic about. So I watched the, I, okay. So I clicked on the, my list or whatever that I have all these documentaries on, um, Netflix, of course, tons of docs, but I hadn't mm-hmm. yet to watch the divine one. And so the, um, the drag queen divine, and I didn't really know his whole story or anything prior to mm-hmm. watching it. And I'm telling you what. I fucking cried at the end, and I haven't cried at a movie in a very long time, and it's uh. not even that monthly time. So I don't know why I was so emotional about it, but it really just hit me in uh, all my uh, <laughs> dramatic love sector, I guess. I was oh, like, oh, geez. man. He did Because, okay, so one of his biggest things is that he, he did, um, he was basically John Waters' muse, right? That's okay. what made, like got his claim to fame. I don't know if you know anything about him, but you definitely should watch it. It's, it's good. Um, I will watch it. But, yeah, it's, he was, like, one of the very first ones, like, with Lady Bunny, everything. Like, it was just – the it was the very first, like, dr- man in drag, like, I don't know. I don't want to give too much of it away. But that's pretty much what it was. He was one of the, the forerunners for it. Um, so, But, you know, as his career possessed – or uh, progressed, not possessed uh, – <laughs> through on, he wanted to be taken in a more serious role as an actor because he was a very talented actor. And he wanted to get on TV, but he didn't. Um, he was uh, actually in Hairspray. Also, he played the mom oh. in Hairspray, the original one. Okay. But he wanted to play a role like as a male, and not just because he was a gay male. He didn't want to be portrayed as like, you know, a female impersonator in all of his roles. And he finally got cast a role on Married with Children. And oh. he had that a heart attack. That show fantastic. Yeah, right. And I was like, oh, shit. And he had a heart attack the night before his first recording. I bawled. <laughs> I was like, um, no, he worked so hard. Like, it was bad. That is sad. Now I'm sad. Uh, Thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but on a, on a happier note, I also had a really big thing happen to me this week. I finished my very second chapstick. Like, what? I always, yeah, that's two in my entire life now. It's I remember really the first one. I do. Yeah. 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 She was, she, she, I kid you not, she was the most excited I've heard in a long time. I'm like, dude, why are you so excited? She's like, you're not going to believe it. You are just not going to believe this. I'm like, I already don't believe it. I finished a chapstick. <laughs> I did not believe it. I, I'm like, dude, send me a picture. You're lying. Right. Well, I finished my second one. So You are on a roll, man. Yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Dope. I don't know who wins the the award for dramatic thing this week, but I'm going to guess it's the camel, I think, probably. Camel! Oh, (laughs) so cool. They had donkeys, too. I'm like, man, I might get on one of those. These little kids are standing in line, and I'm over there like, which one am I going to ride? My boyfriend's like, no, 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 you rode the camel. You're fine. Let's go watch the joust. I'm like, all right, fine. (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. So, um... We're kicking off Pride Month, like we said before, so let's just get into our topic. Uh, I really wanted to talk about um, all the representation that LGBT has in media. So I think we're going to kind of stick to mostly movies and TV, because I think that's one that we can both kind of talk on and both relate with. Right. Yeah, so there's has been a big fight in, like television stations and people like movie producers etc whatever everybody's battling saying you know is there enough representation and is the representation a healthy representation because for most of the time that they've allowed queers in media like it's not it's not been good and so I found some facts about because I guess because of this whole argument thing there was a guy named Nielsen who had an inaugural report back in 2019 to kind of he was, he went and he interviewed three 300 different cable programs to see you know like what percentage of them had you know queer actors or like whether or not they identified as as queer in their real life or whether or not they were playing queer characters if that makes sense oh, okay yeah right so um some of the things he found out was that the lgbtq plus community make up 4.5% of the entire US population and about 6.7% re- all have reoccurring TV characters. Oh. That, yeah, that made me go, huh, too. Because for anybody that at least is like me, I have always struggled to try and find, uh, you know, any type of, like, gay shit in shows. Because it's not, it's not out there. And, like, 
it, it really just is. And it, it's not out there. It's not in there's books, but I mean, who the hell wants to read books all the time, you know? Um, but <laughs> TV me. was, yeah, TV was about the hardest one to ever find stuff, at least like when I was growing up or whatever, going through like the whole coming out process. Like, there was nothing out there that was healthy to watch. So yeah, I'm like, it was, it was few and far between. And it was really like, they're not always the antagonists. Like, don't, one, don't try to portray them as um, the victim all the time because that's just how it is or that's just right. how a straight person sees it from the outside. But giving giving roles like that more positivity is, it really wasn't that hard, but media made it hard. Right, right. But I like when I was doing research on this, and I'm like six point seven. That seems like a lot. Like I don't, I don't really know if I believe those numbers. Well, so here's like a number breakdown. So it was out of 300 TV shows that broadcast on cable. So they tried uh-huh. to say that oh, well, it's on cable, so we can't show as much. So there's a lot more restrictions. Um, but 26 percent of the shows included at least one LGBTQ plus character, and then it said. of those characters or those people that were portrayed from the 26% were all pretty much queer people playing straight roles. So, yeah. So it's like they're – I think they're confusing like representation with, you know, um, all the characters that they put in there are just portraying straight people. But that's – so they're thinking that – they're like, yeah, we're all inclusive. We have this. But really you're not because – your character storylines aren't matching up, you know? Exactly, exactly. Like, there, it's, like there's it's hard. presence of the community there, but there's not representation. Right. I guess. Just, just because their personal life is one way, the character that they're playing is not them. It's not their lives. So you can't... You can say that you have gay or lesbian or bisexual, whatever, staff, but don't say that you have gay characters because they're playing straight roles right and like the i'm trying to think of ones just to throw out there like uh miranda on sex in the city like she's out and has been with a woman for almost 20 years now but she played a completely 100 percent straight character i think that she does identify as bisexual but in real life but still like they tried to use that as representation i mean then right. there's no. <laughs> nice try i was trying to think right i was trying to think if there were I feel like there was one more that I found regardless but um that was one that I thought everybody would kind of know yeah but until like until like the last few years we've we had very very little like positive representation of like trans characters especially like they really I mean from like the 1940s until now all the people that were you know supposed to be representing the trans community have been absolutely criminalized and negative and made fun of made to look like they aren't real people and i just and i think that's why that whole movement and representation thing is so big right now because you know i i can't imagine growing up and struggling with um like stuff like that you know and not having anything positive to see about it so it's you're just taking in all of that like media and all of that influence and thinking you know you're worth like you're a bad person or you're not right or there's something wrong with you you know what i mean yep Yeah, I do know that. I can't speak from experience, obviously, but it's not my experience to have. It's my experience to to just realize, like, this person is going through a hard time. And I personally know someone who is transgender. And I used to hang out with that person all the time when I was a teenager. And, you know, we all grew up and we made decisions. And he, at the time came to the realization like I've been struggling with this for years and it's time for me to accept the person that I am and I'm gonna take that leap and I'm just gonna be who I feel like I've always meant have always been meant to be and good for her now and yeah it just it goes to like I did I unfriend them did I talk down at them did I no obviously I did not I'm I'm open to having people in my life who are from all walks of life. So that, that definitely includes, you know, gay, transgender, queer, whatever. Right. And 
I, I don't know. I get, like I said, I don't have, I don't know anything about that struggle myself because I've never struggled with my gender. I mean, sexuality, yes, but not, not gender. But right. like, I know just coming from like a person on the outside looking into that situation, I can't think back on very much, like pretty much no influence that would have given me any type of knowledge in a positive way to help support those people that are going through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like, especially in like, I don't want to say like kids television, but like teen, young adult, you know, coming of age type shows, there wasn't anything at all. There still isn't much. Not no, much. Not, but Not transgender, at least. No. And I wrote down, I, have you ever seen the movie or the TV show Faking It on MTV? No, I haven't. Okay. So it came out at the time Awkward did. Do you remember that show? Yes. Okay, so it came on the same night, the same night as Awkward. I think it was like after it or whatever, but it hilarious show. But it was about um, these two best friends that um, I don't remember how it. It was so long ago. I don't remember how it started, but basically they pretended to be in a relationship because somebody called them out and said that they were gay, and so they they. But then that got them like they all of a sudden became super popular, and then they you know they were like the prom court people. Like it just their little like fib turned into this really like comedic event throughout the whole show and it was absolutely fucking hilarious <laughs> but during that the one girl actually you know did come out and you know what I mean started living her truth but the other best friend was completely 100% straight and trying to have a relationship with her real boyfriend and still have this fake one at school it was just whatever but it did have a very like positive look on you know teens and that whole situation and it also included the one girl's sister was actually intersex and I don't know if you know what that is. It's when you're born with both parts, like yes, male and I female, do. whether yeah, yeah whether yeah. it's internal or external. But um, that was the very first show I had ever even heard of that. I literally had to Google afterwards and find out what that was. But they they showed that in such a positive light and such like an honest but like caring character that I was really impressed. I was like, okay, MTV, good job, you know. <laughs> but, right. But you know what I mean? It made a platform for at least like somebody like me who knew nothing about that to be able to go and look it up and be more like they gave a lot of facts. They gave a lot of, you know what I mean? Like it, it taught you something while also putting it into a relatable, hilarious TV show. You know, yeah. they made it serious where it needed to be, but, you know, easier for somebody younger to learn from it. I it's, thought that was It's was just good. more palatable for the viewer, honestly. Yeah. You know, your your parents aren't going to ask, oh, are, what are you watching? Why are you watching that? It's it's more, almost more accepting in, in a way. Right. And I think, like, I don't know, the whole thing with the, like, with intersex and with transgender, people like to confuse those. And those are two completely different, completely different way, things. And they're, way they're different. always, um, yeah, there's, they're always umbrellaed underneath, like, the same thing. And I just, I don't know. Which is I not- hope that. It's not right. under that no. umbrella at all. No, not at all. And hopefully that was, was a, a good... S- one was a choice, one wasn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, technically, technically speaking. Kind of, yeah. I don't know. So, we, won't get into th- we won't get into that one because I know that you have uh, an episode that we're going to dive a little deeper into it, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. I okay. do have yeah. a, a transgender episode coming up this month. That's really... It interests me because I was like, wow... You know how close-minded a lot of people are. I didn't realize it went that far back. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll save we'll save that for for that episode for sure. Sweet. Yeah. Uh. But I also took some notes about like looking back because I was like, okay, when did all this shit start? Like, because we kind of pegged on it in the drag episode about when, you know, the female impersonation like on the stage and vaudeville and all that went down. But I wanted to know specifically like in television and in film. So I guess in the 1940s, they called something called gay coding, which was what they used as their term. And it's defined as indirect identifying of a gay character in a film. So they couldn't say they were gay, but they told you in different ways through the film that they were gay. And I'm like, okay, well, that makes sense. But the problem was, is they were always portrayed negatively. So... Yeah, every like like gay coding was a big thing, um, especially with men. It at that point they really didn't have any, like, anything other than men 
being portrayed in the queer community on film or books or anything. Like the women, they just, I don't know. Maybe there wasn't women at that time. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Uh, their, their ovaries, what was it? Their ovaries were flying away or some shit like that. Oh, yeah. So um, uh, something about the uterus, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fly, yeah, the uterus. Yeah. Traveling uterus or some shit. Traveling uterus. Yeah. <laughs> so look back. Look back on that episode if you guys need a recap. Oh, um, my goodness. Yeah. Our hysteria <laughs> episode about yeah. uh, the wandering uterus. Go ahead. The wandering that a listen. <laughs> But yeah, so like all the the quote unquote gay quoting or coding was it it portrayed these people as like visibly gay men, but they were either the villain in the story. They were portrayed to be, you know, mad or sick minded or like absolutely nothing was positive about this. And they thought, hey, we're doing just we're doing enough. We're putting, you know, we're, we're giving you your representation in the media. So we're good. But they had, like, the media always had, like, a clear and direct connection between, like, crime and homosexuality. Like, it was just, this is bad. You know, don't do it. This is, it's a sickness, blah, blah, blah. It, I don't know. Right. I don't want to like, go all into it. But. They were all predators and shit. And, oh, yeah. look out for your children because the gay men are going to come after you. Or my favorite line is, uh, I don't care if you're gay. Just don't hit on me. Don't hit. Oh if you fucking God. ugly, bitch, you ugly. Okay, no dude's gonna it, hit on you. So just calm the fuck down over there. Sit down, Scott, and drink your beer. Right, right. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus, yeah. God, that's oh, my man. favorite line. You could be <laughs> oh, gay. I hate just don't shit. hit on me. I'm cool Get as long as they don't hit on me, bro. They probably don't want to. Look at your fucking shoes. <laughs> Anyways, right. right. You can't even don't, keep a girlfriend. <laughs> like, right. you know don't what I come, mean? Don't come at me with them Walmart specials think I'm about to hit on you. No. Yeah. Mm. No kidding. <laughs> so, all right, we're going through this thing. Obviously, you know, that was it was dark times. So then I kind of jumped forward to the 80s. This is when things started to look a little different. Wait, so, wait a minute. Check this out. Before you get, go any further, I saw something, and I just want to let everybody know. One of my favorite movies of all time is The Wizard of Oz. Everybody knows that knows me knows that. My tattoos are Wizard of Oz themed. I love them. So I was looking at something and I saw Judy Garland was considered the quintessential pre-Stonewall gay icon. Gay men absolutely loved her because she... You didn't she, know this? I didn't know. I didn't know this. Stop it. I didn't it. know... I swear to you, I didn't know. So I looked it up and I'm like, oh, come on. This, this is, let me fact check this. But honestly, I didn't realize they said um, in the 50s, the term friend of Dorothy was a slang term for homosexuality because gay yeah. men absolutely adored her. I have no yes. idea. I can't believe you didn't know that. I th oh, <laughs> you supposed wow. to school me. <laughs> I thought you knew this. That was, I, I mean, that is your movie. Wow. Well, I know. welcome. Welcome, I, welcome. <laughs> I, now I know. I, now yeah, I know. no kidding. Dang. D dang. Well, right. So, well, you know, Liza Minnelli, her daughter, was very well connected in the community too. That's kind of how that started. Well, that in Halston, oh, wow. but still, like, you know, that I, that I was given her the, yeah, that was given her the gateway. Well, that in cabaret. I don't know. There's more to it, but anyways. <laughs> It all leads back to who brought her into the world, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah, so moving along into the 80s, you know, things are getting a little different. And 20th, uh, 20th Century Fox decides that they're going to make some moves and change some shit up. You know, they're going to have – they're going to make a positive story. So the movie that they made was called Making Love. I've never seen it. I actually mm -hmm. had never heard of it until I started doing this research. But it depicted a married man, a happily married man that – comes to like a realization that of his own homosexuality um wow. and it kind of is like a coming out story for him but there's a this is the first lgbt film that has a happy ending for the gay guy basically oh. um i don't know what happened to the wife or whatever i'm don't i doubt it's that happy for her but for for the man it's a happy ending so that's pretty cool i'm gonna definitely look into that and see if i can find it okay look 
Love me a good 80s classic. If any of uh, the listeners know anything about it or know where I can stream it for free, go ahead and send me <laughs> the link or the... Uh, I pay for just about everything streaming, so... <laughs> yeah. Let me know. Let a bitch know. Right. Go ahead and send that our way. Okay, so that was kind of a turning point in the 80s, and then, you know, the whole culture war of the 90s when the whole thing was like... Bill Clinton, how he was starting to say, you know, put me in office, I'm going to I'm going to stand by them. They need rights, this and that, blah, 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 all that political stuff. Um, So things in film and TV started to have a little bit of a change. Or did they? So Mm. I made a nice list of half of these I own and then a couple other ones I looked up and and found about. So one of the do you remember the first like queer movie you ever watched? No. (laughs) I don't. No. <laughs> well, okay. let me let me take that back because me being the the person I am, I don't watch a lot of new stuff. I never have. I'm I'm really set in my ways. So when you t- like when you tell me to watch something, I'm like, "Listen, man. You know I'm not trying to watch that when I'm still watching reruns of Scrubs." <laughs> right, and Futurama. But yes, that's my that is my motherfucking show. But um I don't remember specifics of a lot of things. So if I've seen it or if you have a list of it, I'll probably, you know, a light bulb will go off like, "Oh yeah, I remember that." But off the top of my dome piece, I have no idea. No. All right. All right. Um well, like I said before and when we get into the episode that's all about me, I'll go into this a little bit deeper. But, you know, as oh, I was yeah. going she's, through my... She's my, getting all deep about herself, so make sure yeah. you stay tuned till the end of the month at least. Yeah, it's literally this is going to be the most vulnerable thing I've ever done. So, welcome to the party. I'm, hold, I'm, I'm saying it on here right now so I make sure that I hold myself accountable and actually go through with it. Psych her up, dude. Yeah. Yep. But anyways, um... So when I was growing up and, like, there was nothing – I never saw anything in the media that was, like, you know, there was, there was no gay shit, basically. And I was like, man, you know, like, I need to know if what I'm feeling is right. Is this normal? Like, what the hell is going on? Trying to figure all that out. So this was when there was not any, like, social media. There was no whatever. But you could go and buy stuff. So I bought movies that seemed like those were something, you know. So one of the first movies yeah. I ever bought at, – At the Blockbuster. Well, we didn't have that. We you didn't, didn't have, have a blockbuster. Oh no, my goodness! We had, we had family video. Family, family video, and they just closed too. The end of an yeah, era. They did. Yep. Well, CBD actually, before couldn't I, save them. No, it couldn't. Uh, before <laughs> I bought one, let me let me just skip back to the very first like movie I saw, and then we'll just take this out of my episode. So, in my house that I grew up in, uh, we had like a. I don't know, not like a toy room as we were adults, but it was kind of like a TV room that like was in yeah. between my little brother's room and mine. And it was kind of, you know, I mean, that's where the video game shit was set up. There's a couch, you know, that's where you had your friends hang out, that type yeah, of thing, the right? Yeah, family room or whatever the hell. Right, but it was downstairs yeah. with our room, so like obviously my parents weren't going in there. Well, where it was at in the house was really cool because you couldn't hear the TV in there upstairs where my parents room was so mikey and i used to sneak in there and watch beavis and butthead when we weren't allowed to and stuff like that oh <laughs> so my dad bought the box set the late night nice. box set and we watched it all the time with him he's like i know it's inappropriate but it's hilarious <laughs> right well and so one night i remember that i couldn't couldn't sleep so i was like fuck it i'm just gonna go in there and watch tv and it was one of those weekends where you got a free trial of hbo or something like that and hey. i'm like scrolling out and I was like, oh, but I'm a cheerleader. Well, I'm a cheerleader. Cool. That's probably a dope movie. Uh, not what I thought it was <laughs> at all. <laughs> uh, it was it was about um, it was actually about a girl who is it's got Tasha. What is it? Natasha Leone. And then it has uh, Clea Duvall in it. And that's like the romance. But it, it's about like a parent sending their gay kids to this gay conversion camp thing. Oh, but no. it is. It is the campiest of camp, though. It is just hilarious of how goofy it is. They're wearing, like, these pink and blue, like, pleather outfits. And it's just, it's so campy. It's a great movie. I love it. It's one of my favorite. I always say it's my coming out movie because I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. 
Yeah, oh. but like her big like struggle of coming out thing was because she's. But I'm a cheerleader. I can't be this way. Like it, I don't know. It's great. If you guys haven't oh, seen it, definitely do. Okay. And they okay. just had the the anniversary of it this year, so I know. Um, I watched uh, or I listened to a podcast where the director of it is actually releasing um, a new version. Like it's the same one, but it's uh, like unedited. It has like all the extra scenes in it, and then it also has her commentary on there also. So oh, love love extra content. Yeah, definitely. And I guess um, at the time of the release, which was I think it came out in ninety nine. I think good year. It was in, yeah, ninety nine or two thousand. But the they didn't want to show too much with the movie because the mil- the movie was an independent film that actually got a bunch of. Um, like got a bunch of funding, so they tried it out and it did well with the tryout. Oh, so, okay, all right. I mean, because fair. It, it does have a it does have a happy ending at the end, you know. But it is very like it, it's a different style of movie, I guess, because it's very campy and goofy. I'm trying to think of like another one that kind of is on its same platform, but I can't think of one because it's just that kind of bizarre. So, um, <laughs> but anyways, that kind of like made me realize, oh, there's movies out there. So I bought this one at a garage sale because it had Hilary Swank on it, and I just really loved her for a long time. But I was like, why does she kind of look like a dude? And it's called Boys Don't Cry. Oh. Have you ever seen that? Nope. Sure haven't, Uh, but I know which one you're talking about. Yes. uh, Excellent, excellent film, but it's about the the life of uh, Tina Brandon or Brandon Tina. So it's it's about a, a trans... Um, man. Uh, oh, okay. Not a happy ending. Not. It's very. It, it's an emotional movie. Fantastic movie, and I'm glad that her story got to or his story got to be told. But it's, who? It's a heavy one. <laughs> so there's those. I'm just gonna name off a couple, and and then we'll see if you remember any of these. Okay, I'm uh, ready. I got the buzzer ready. Okay. And I'm gonna be really <laughs> bummed out if you didn't haven't seen any of these. So I remember also going to the movies when I was younger on a date, nonetheless, to see the movie In and Out. Have you seen that one? No. Okay, that one is a a guy like a guy ends up. They did not advertise this as being like a gay movie at all, but I think it came out in like '96 or '97. But anyways, the guy. Um, ends up coming out after he's married he's like a teacher and everybody's like dude you're gay you're gay why are you doing this and he's like doing all these things that are like quintessential or whatever and it it's that's a really funny one um paris is burning i haven't watched that yet but we talked about that in the drag episode that's the first one that we um, did talk about that yeah that one shows like all ballroom culture what about tu wong fu thanks for everything judy newmar no you have not. It has John Leguizamo, um, Patrick Swayze, and they're all him. drag queens. Oh my god, no. that movie's fantastic! Fantastic. Um, but you know what? So that that does give me a um, a light bulb just went off. I absolutely a hundred percent, thousand percent loved the reboot of Romeo and Juliet. The ninety six one. Yes. Claire oh Danes. Oh my and, god. Yeah. One of my favorites, and you know me, I love Leonardo DiCaprio so much. Oh it's yeah, sickening. for sure. But it, a lot of them, you know, with the ball, the masquerade ball that they had, a lot of them dressed up, a lot of them did drag, a lot of them were in makeup and stuff, and that was just the sign of the times back then. So it kind oh, of, oh yeah, you know, wasn't that a, wasn't that a nineties? That was a ninety six or two, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure. And yeah. they were all fabulous yeah. in that. But God, I know, that was such like, a good movie. You said J- John Leguizamo. I'm like, ooh, ooh, ooh. wait. <laughs> oh, I yeah. have seen one that he's in, just not that one. Wasn't he Mercutio in that? Mercutio? I don't remember. I think so. Yep. I remember his character, but I don't remember if that yes. was the one or not. So there's those. Oh, The Birdcage. You've never seen The Birdcage with no. Robin Williams? Oh, God, that is fantastic as well. That is <laughs> fantastic and, um, and if it, i have i don't remember well i'm just gonna have to make a list for you to watch some of these okay clearly. so before i before i get into ones that you're probably clearly not gonna know that i'll tell you about but 
Brokeback fucking mountain. Did you watch that? <laughs> I didn't watch it, but I know exactly what you're talking about. I know, I know. All right, I, well. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I told you, I'm not, as soon as new movies come out, unless my boyfriend drags me to a movie, I rarely go out and see movies or, or Girl, you, want to watch them at home. You've had the time. These are not new. <laughs> these, these are all these goodies. I know. I just okay. don't watch anything. Well, I guess I won't get into some of these other ones, um, but a couple <laughs> of like oldies but goodies that I have are Kissing Jessica Stein, which I used to love. I guess what what kind of triggered me for like researching this episode is I got out all my fucking DVDs, and I'm like, I know I have all these DVDs because like, <laughs> so I started watching them, and now that I'm yeah. looking back, I'm like, oh my god, these are problematic. These are terrible. So like kissing Jessica Stein, she's she comes out. She it's about two bisexual women, right? But mm-hmm. it's totally through the male gaze. It's all it is is like, it's not to the level where it's pornographic, but it's like, it makes her feel like one choice is better than the other, and her friends like I don't know. It's just it's really problematic in the fact that her friends are supposed to be her best friends, but they're not accepting, you know. Mm. So it's weird. Piper Parabo was in a lot of very very queer films back in the early 2000s late 90s she was in lost and delirious which is fantastic and my favorite like love movie is imagine me and you it has uh is it lena headley or lena head the one that's in um game of thrones that plays cersei oh oh is it lena, yeah, yeah, lena yeah. headley yeah so she is in it with piper Parabo. now it's a happy ending they end up together you cry a couple of times it's great for them, like, you know, finding yourself, like, all that whole, that whole struggle, whatever. Beautiful story. But, uh, she prayed, like, Lena Headley's character prayed on a married woman when she's getting married and stole her from her husband. What the fuck? <laughs> that's not that's healthy. That's still shitty. Yeah. Doesn't matter, doesn't matter if you're into her or not. Cheating is cheating. Yeah. Period. So it's like, so it's like, are we giving a good message or are we not? Look, hoes gonna be hoes, okay? Let's just, let's be honest. <laughs> right. So then there was one that was really big when I was in college that was Loving Annabelle. You can stream that bitch on anything. That's been around. However, it's a college student dating an older person that's supposed to be, I think it was our teacher. Not a great, not a great look there. Oh, <laughs> you know? fantastic. Right. Um, and then Bound which is also a fantastic movie. It has Gina Davis and Jennifer Tilly are the love objects in that, and I love mm-hmm. me some uh, Jennifer Tilly, <laughs> so that was a good one. However, they're shown as criminals and cheaters and thieves. You know, like they aren't shown as positive people that you would want to look up to. And I mean, not not all films are going to be positive. There's not going to be a positive outlook, but the ratio here is fucking off. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it really off. is. And, like, a lot of the stuff, I don't know, it just, everything, like, all, like, the lesbian-type movies are shown through a male gaze. So they're all very, very sexualized. Everything looks sexualized. And it's, you can tell a female did not make that because there's no way that a female would tell another female, this is what we want you to, this is how we're going to shoot the camera, this is what we're going to do, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just, whatever. And then, I don't know. And then, like, the bisexuals. Every single... Every single lesbian film is not going to be like a fucking Easy Rider magazine, okay? Yeah, no There's kidding. Like actual real real world struggles. So why don't you, whoever the d- director is, actually look into something instead of sexualizing it? If that makes sense. However, side note on that one: a movie that just came out um, that was released on Amazon, and I think now it's on Hulu for pride month i don't i think or pre-pride whatever is ammonite with kate winslet you should see that it's got her and sir sharonin in it and um it's a very dry movie um it's a slow burn it's a period piece but the sex scenes are fantastic <laughs> so uh and they're up then and they're real ones uh that was directed by kate winslet so oh, that's all i'll say okay. on it check it out if you want to um check it out if you want to right well, it's free because Amazon was charging like twenty fucking dollars to rent it. I was like, man, I'll just wait. And then they Amazon. did a special on, on Hulu. Yeah, yeah, Amazon be bullshitting. All right, so there. I mean, I have a a few other listed, but I'm not even going to get into them because clearly you probably have not seen them. So I'm clearly oh. um, living under a fucking rock. All right, so you let's let's me. move 
let's move on to TV. Maybe some of these are be more something you come across. Yes. Yes. Okay. Me and TV so, were like we're like this. You can't see it, but yeah. my fingers are crossed. Okay. Cool. So like the first representation like of like lesbians was L word, and. You can always tell how old somebody is on whether or not they watch the L word or not. And I own all those too. <laughs> right. uh, but that was like the first fucking show ever that was a complete like lesbian cast. Like everything. And it was uh, different flavors of styles and people. And it was just, it was great for the time. But now looking back on it, real problematic. Um, you know, I don't think anybody weighed over a buck 20 in that whole fucking mm. show. You know, they're, they're, it's very sexually shown. It's got, I don't know, it, people don't look like that, you know? I mean, yeah, they did People do not look like that. They had representation, like, with different races, like, interracial relationships. Like, they hit all the bars on everything else, but, and, like, with the real life issues and, like, trying to adopt or conceive children, I mean, they hit all the stuff, but people can't really, you can't really relate to it because, you don't look anything like that, especially like people from the Midwest. We don't fucking look like that. Just to tell you. Right. You, y'all got to bulk up for the winter season, dude. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but during, during that time, uh, that was a showtime show. So then during that yes. time they came out with Queer's Folk. Have you seen that? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh, you have seen one. I'll, oh. I'll be honest. I only watched like a couple of episodes in the first season, but it was pretty good for what I watched. Um, and then during that time, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy came out, but like the original cast, like, like, yeah, yeah, Carson Kressley and all them. Yeah. Um, it's a classic now. It is a classic (laughs) and you can't find it anywhere. You can only find the new cast, which I love the one with the new cast too. You got to buy the box set. Dude, if you don't know what to watch and you need something that is positive, that has a good message and really makes you think about how you're living your life definitely watch it because it's it's so good it's so good so that was all the time but really the person that or the the show that really jump-started and changed everything I don't know if you got into it but I did do you remember the real world on MTV Yes. Um, excuse me. That was my jam, and my dad absolutely hated it. He's like, really? We're going to watch a bunch of fucking idiots on TV just do dumb shit? I'm like, yes. But that's when reality TV <laughs> kicked off. So this right. kind of opened up a whole new sector of, you know, representation and people in TV. You know, because, I mean, early reality television was fucking great because it wasn't scripted. It wasn't, you know monetized by fucking facebook and instagram likes and shit like that right like the earlier versions of big brother and stuff yeah so they i'm trying to think pedro was the first one pedro zamora who had his whole struggle with finding out he had aids and he got married on television i don't know if you watched i think that was the first season man it's been a long time i mean i was still i think when those seasons came out i was like still in elementary school Cause that would have been, I think that was ninety three. So I was in like third grade. So you were probably really, really young then. Yeah. Um, yeah. But here was a fun fact that I didn't know until I looked back up. Cause I was trying to see, I was trying to see the ones that my favorite characters were in. So Karamo from Queer Eye. Did you know he was on the Real World? What? Yeah. So come to find out, he was the first. Um, he was. He's actually the first openly gay black man on a reality show. Nice. Yeah, and I, I did not him. know He's that. Cool. I didn't either. Um, he was on the Philadelphia season, which I guess aired in two thousand four. Oh, so, okay, okay, pretty cool. My favorite was Genesis Moss. She was in Boston. I liked her. Boston. And then Boston. Yeah, I liked that season. <laughs> and then, actually, the Brooklyn season, which I'm not familiar with, there was a girl named Caitlin, and she actually was the first openly trans person to be on a tv show so that was pretty cool too so like real world really be doing it you know i guess so damn i mean mtv always loved to stir that pot too so don't put it past them don't put it past them because they will put your fucking ass on tv i guarantee you that oh my god what was that one problematic show this is kind of a sidebar but where it was like they were dating it was a dating bus thing you're out or something like god what was it it was 
Next. Oh my God, that was awful. Hell yeah. Get on oh the my bus. God. We're going to talk to each other. And oh yeah. Oh no. You're going to come on here with cargo shorts? Next. <laughs> right. Or, yeah. Or like, it was just so stupid. It was wild, man. Okay. Well, there's some other shows that were around the same time that showcased a lot of like queer characters. So America's Next Top Model had, I think, Kim Stoltz. I remember her. She was hot. But um, she was <laughs> hot. Yeah, so she was on. She was one of the first ones, but then after that, they continuously had like queer people in every uh, season, so that was a big thing. I then mean, they RuPaul's made RuPaul's Drag Race. That's clear. We right, right. That. Yeah, and then there was the real L word, which was showing real life people that were similar storylines to the ones in the L word because the they characters. got so much flack. Yeah, because there yeah. was you know. One show that I didn't get into until after, I think this might have been one that was on TV when you were more in high school, because you're a few years younger than me. Did you remember South of Nowhere? Um, I didn't watch it, but I do remember it. So that show was great. I actually have it. I bought it on DVD like a few years after it was on, but the okay. whole Spashley thing, uh, Spencer Spashley. and Ashley, that was yeah. the first, because that was the first positive like coming of age story. Where there was actually, you know, a good ending or whatever with it, too. Um, I think it was a Canadian TV. I really want to say it's the same people that made Degrassi, to be honest. I you know Degra- Degrassi. Me, and, too. And you- I was just going to talk about that, too. Marco, when he came out. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, and he was dating Ellie for a long time, and he was trying to act, quote, unquote, normal. And yeah. he ended up just telling her at first, like, hey, man, this isn't who I am. And she kind of freaked out, like... Uh, yeah. You, so what does that make me? And she was all upset about it. And it's just like, it's not you. It's me. Like, don't worry. I, and they became best friends. Like, that was my first actual, like, show. Because I, yeah. I would go to my friend's house because I didn't have cable. And I'm like, hey, man, Degrassi's going to come on. It, we were up all damn night because they had, like, a Degrassi marathon. And I would just watch. That's the only time you could watch. catch it. Only time you could catch it. Because I feel like so they never good. played it any other time. God, mm-hmm. I love draw. Oh my God. And I remember when, so that was a big moment because I didn't know who my heart broke more for. Was it Ellie or was it for Marco? But you were still happy. Oh God, that was such a thing. It was like a happy and sad thing. I was like, yeah. oh, I'm so glad that he finally became his true self. But damn, she got the short end of the stick always. Right. And I loved Ellie so much. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. I just related to her. And then, oh God. And then the whole page thing with what was her name? Shh. Alex. Girl, we could go down a whole Degrassi rabbit hole. Hey, listeners, if you guys want to do like a Degrassi-centric episode, I am so down. Let's do it. Let us know. All we need is one yes. (laughs) Because you know what? Honestly, I was when I first started watching that show, and that was right around. I started telling my dad about this. I'm like, oh my god, this is an awesome show. It's based out of Canada, but da 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 da. And he was like, yeah. I told him the show's name, and he was like, yeah, Degrassi Junior High. I used to watch that when I was a kid. I'm like, yeah, wait, what? There's the, more? It, it was in the 80s. Yes, I did watch it. I watched it. Um, he so, said he loved that show. Dude, it was, was Snake and all them where they, where they dated in high school. Yeah, the characters, yeah. like uh, Mr. What's his name? Oh, shit. <laughs> Mr. I can't oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Oh, shit. No, what was his fucking name? The... The principal, or he became yeah. the principal, but yeah, what's his name? Why can't I think of that? God damn, I don't remember. Hey, listeners, hit us up in the comments. What's his no, name? No. <laughs> the one that married Snake and something else. Some I don't I, know. I know. I can see his face, but right. Yeah. Ugh, I didn't realize irritating. that there's, and now there's a new generation. Yeah. Have you watched any of that? No. It's what good. kills me is the Drake concert thing. I was like, come on now. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember t- I told you that. I was like, they're going to a fucking Drake concert. I was like, what are they doing? That's Jimmy. Jimmy's in a wheelchair. He can't be a- like, come on. Right. Oh, he's got a twin brother? That's cool. Right. Uh, yeah, That. I mean, that was my first. But there's a lot of other, obviously, a lot of other shows that have, you know, queer influence or some sort of something. I mean, let's talk about Phil and Lil's mom. Yes. She's going to be celebrate. in. Yes. And like I posted on my Facebook, and I think didn't I put it in the the speakeasy as well? Like yes, yeah. yeah. Okay, so anybody who watched Rugrats, how in the hell did you not think that she was gay? Come on, 
Come on. Right. With that feminist uh, female thing. The, the I mean, the sweatband. The headband. I'm, oh, God. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yep. That haircut. Get the fuck out oh, of here. Oh, right, 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 right. Nobody's wearing What, that did you shit. watch it with a blindfold on? Come on now. Right. And then, oh, and here, if you drive deeper, like, she has twins. So is it artificial insemination? Because where's the dad, you know? Hmm. Think about it. I mean. Because usually artificial were... insemination produces more than one. Just saying. Yeah. Well, she was married. Was she? In the, ori- in the original. Yeah. Oh, I haven't, I haven't watched it. Many moons. I haven't watched it in many oh, moons. Oh, man. That was my jam. Me, my siblings, we'd sit downstairs in my grandma's basement, and they had a um, they had a projector screen, and we would watch Nickelodeon on the projector nice. screen. The whole damn wall. It was fantastic. <laughs> but not only that, but more recently, Adventure Time, Princess Bubblegum, yes! and Marceline the Vampire Queen. They're a couple... And if you watch Distant Lands, which is a new one on HBO, they go into their backstory and they were a couple almost a thousand years ago. So here I'm going to. okay. so that is a show that you've been trying to get me to watch for like our whole 10 some years of friendship. Right. Never seen it. My son loves it. But I've always loved Marceline. I'm like, I love her. She's my favorite. I've never seen the show, but I love her. So I was like really excited when they came out with that. Yeah. I was like, I guess I think this is going to make me watch it. And so, that's and and what's interesting is the more you watch it, the more you see. So at first, like I watched all ten seasons, and I didn't see it at first. But as you watch the episodes again, you can see like uh, Princess Bubblegum has a picture of them two in her closet, and every time they say, "Oh, well, I guess we're gonna spend eternity together," then she blushes, and you could pick up on that stuff. And those were previous episodes, so yep. like it shouldn't have been a shock, but it kind of was because you don't really pick up on that at first. Uh, well, what about the same situation? Because Scooby Doo used to be my jam, and I always uh. loved Alma. Yeah, well, she also recently got to come out, but the writer and producer said, you know, it's been in there the whole time. I just wasn't allowed to say it, you know, so it's been written in there. So, but yeah, same thing. If you go back and you find it, there is, oh God, I found at least like four or five innuendos in just a couple of episodes, like comments she made to Daphne or coming out of a room and they're making like some sort of comment, like just got laid comment. I mean, it's, it's in there. It's in there. Yeah. Plus, I mean, look at the haircut and the the glasses. It's just, you know, whatever. Right. You can you can portray her as a nerd, quote unquote nerd, or the latter, or both. Right. Right. It don't hurt my feelings. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like going back to like the Degrassi and the Spashley thing, though. Uh, coming back out of that rabbit hole we just did, which was a great one. Mm-hmm. So they were the ones that sparked all the like queer stuff on MySpace and Tumblr and Photo Bucket. And yeah, so Photo all Bucket. The, oh god, yeah. So all the oh, new like or er, like the early MySpacers will remember the the Spashley and shit like that and how it it got turned into like a love quote meme and oh my god. And or like oh, where yeah. you look on YouTube and there was YouTube compilation videos of like every fucking love scene of like all those shows at that time of Heck whatever yeah. couple you wanted to look into. Yeah. So fun. So then there was um, SpongeBob had a big coming out thing recently as what is he? He's non-binary, right? I think. He's a fucking sponge. So I know that, but it was like a, <laughs> a thing. That is my man. Okay. I don't care what he is. SpongeBob the goat. He could be whatever right. he wants to be. I have a love-hate re- uh, relationship with SpongeBob, but. That's like sad because my... it should be love, love always because SpongeBob oh, is the man with the plan always. I'll let you keep that. Me, don't get me started on SpongeBob because I will uh, outquote anybody. <laughs> That's the damn truth. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we talked about movies that were, you know, flaming. We talked about TV shows that were flaming. We talked about ones that not so much that you know you didn't really know. So what about the ones I don't that know are just shit. clearly i don't so i've got another list of some movies that i think should be in the category of should have been gay because the queer energy in them is just over flooding everything else and i'm hoping to god that you've seen at least one of these damn movies or we're not gonna have anything to talk about i'm not 
I'm not going to make no damn promises. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I'll start a little older one. Have you ever seen Boys on the Side? No. Okay. So how about um, because they're similar and they both. So that one had Whoopi Goldberg. It had uh, Mary Louise Parker, the one from Weeds. Oh. In it. So they. Okay. So that one and then fried. Have you seen Fried Green Tomatoes? No. Oh my God. These are classics. <laughs> Anyways, well, Mary Louise Parker is in both of them. Um, and what it is is like such a tight female friendship that it's definitely a love story. They never say that it's a love story, but you can just tell, you know? And like through both of them, they go through relationships and this starts and businesses start and stop and health problems and all this stuff. But you know, it's always just those two together. It, you know what I mean? It just it depicts that they're in a relationship without saying it. Yeah. Yep. But those ones definitely. Um, one of another movie I own from the early '90s is Foxfire with Angelina Jolie. That one mm. is that had uh, that's the one that she filmed with. Oh God, that model that was an Asian model that she ended up dating and it like caused a bunch of controversy before she did Gia. No clue. Well, that that movie screams queer, and there is absolutely no. There's even like they're even doing like they do tattoos on like the top of their chest, like you know what I mean, like just so it comes over like the bra line thing that was like a thing in the '90s, I guess you know. Oh yeah, it was. So like a pe- peekaboo. Yeah right. So they're even doing that in there, but like there's absolutely no. There's like that anticipation of something happening, but it never happens. Oh uh, yeah. Okay, so what about Empire Records? Empire Records? Yeah. Yes. Liv, Liv Tyler. It had the girl yes. from The Craft. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That That's a classic. I've seen that for sure. And yes, I can see that. Yeah, definitely. Especially the one that the chick from The Craft plays, that where she goes and shaves her head and it's like, you know, this yeah, whole liberation a thing. Oddball. And tell me those yeah. other two. What? I cannot remember that blonde's name, but she was in about fucking everything in the 90s. I can hear her voice. <laughs> You know, but I don't know what her name is. I should have looked yeah, that up. I don't know. But her and Liv Tyler, like, they played it off as, like, Liv Tyler was the whole struggle with the boy best friend being the relationship. That wasn't the, the fucking relationship problem there. It was those two girls. Yeah. Tell me I'm, tell me I'm wrong because. I don't think so. I don't think you're wrong. Okay. There. Yeah. Mm-mm. Okay. So what about a league of their own? Yes. Yes. Definitely. Definitely queer energy come on, there. Come on now. <laughs> um. So have, uh, this one's a little less known. Have you ever seen Domino with Kira Knightley Domino? in it? Domino? Yeah. Um, no, but it sounds familiar. Early 2000s, great movie. She's actually a bounty hunter. So it's like an assassin oh. type movie. Yeah. Fantastic. Like, it sounds so familiar, but I'm not really sure. Yeah. So after that movie came out, because she definitely has so much queer energy in it, but she's never never says anything. You know what I mean? To like what like never puts it into actual words but then it became a thing because that when that came out that was like right when like social media stuff started to come out like tweeting and stuff and she would post pictures and tweet like hinting towards that she had a girlfriend type thing afterwards so it became a whole like media frenzy whatever okay all right okay so i have one more and i'm hoping that you've seen this one because this one is a big one how about now and then no You've never seen Now and Then? Oh, my God. It's like one of the best coming-of-age movies. It has everybody in it. Definitely watch it, and we'll have to re-talk about that one. Now and Then. Now and Then, yeah. It's got Christina Ricci in it, Rosie O'Donnell. I can't remember if it's Melanie Griffith, I think, in it. Uh, Oh, my God. It's just so – it's about a group – like, it's a coming-of-age story of a group of four friends that couldn't be more different, but they have, like, a strong bond. Oh, okay. All right. But big time, oh, it's got Demi Moore in it, I mean, but big time, big time dyke energy in that. So, you know what, let's, let's just put this in stone right now, because I have a strong feeling that this is going to start being a reoccurring theme. I don't watch anything. So, when we talk about a topic, and there's a movie or something that relates to the topic, we should do an episode on that movie and see what I thought. I want to do a movie review episode. Oh, yeah. 
And I want to start for that. with the Now and Then movie because all of Perfect. these movies that you mentioned, I don't know. I have no fucking clue. I'm basically living under 20 blankets and I can't get out. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, it's it's too bad that you're a million miles away because I could just give you the DVDs because a bitch has them, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so actually let's turn that into a poll on social on socials. Let's see what the listeners want to hear us do, you know, a movie review reaction episode on and we'll definitely throw one in there so we'll throw some we'll throw some ideas yeah we'll throw some ideas and you guys can pick and then we will take submissions as well and yeah give it a whirl yeah i i uh i i'd like to see if somebody tries to throw something i haven't seen so there's there's a challenge watches everything right (laughs) i do it's terrible nestled up on the couch just watching everything that Taurus rising, you know, got to be comfortable. <laughs> I am uncomfortable 100% of the time. <laughs> Dude, listen, I tried to tell Sebastian this, and at first he didn't believe me, but then when the movie theater started coming out with those reclining seats, I didn't have an excuse anymore, but literally my legs are so short that my feet dangle. So my knees would start to hurt, like, halfway between the movie. I'm like, this shit, I can't do it. So finally, we started going to the movie theaters that had the reclining seats. I'm like, fuck, man. Oh, dang. <laughs> I can't even get out of this now. I'll be honest, though. Like, I don't like going to the movie movies. I, I really, I've never been a huge fan of it. I guess I just don't find comfort, comfort in it. So, Girl, I would jump in that popcorn maker if I could. I just dive in. You'd fit. Just put You'd some fit. just put some butter on me, man. I'm going in. Oh my god. <laughs> Loot me up. I'm I'm going in. Jeez. Oh, oh man. So that is just the beginning of this month. You know what? Maybe we'll grace you with five episodes this month because I know we took last week off and there was a lot of stuff that happened. Memorial Day weekend, obviously. Uh, but first and foremost, my grandmother passed away. So not only did I lose my grandmother and my dad on my dad's side, but now my mom's mom passed away. So it's been a really hard year for me and I appreciate the patience. And yet again, I will be traveling to spend time with my family really soon. So I do really appreciate everybody reaching out to me and just sending their condolences. It's been really nice. Definitely. It's been definitely a rough year for you, for sure. This first um, half. It's yeah. It's, it's like, are you cashed out for the rest of the year? Because I fucking hope so. Like, just I better win the lottery the second half because this motherfucker ain't right. Yeah, no kidding. I'm <laughs> no telling kidding. you. Now that that has been lifted off my chest, I feel I feel a little bit better. Good. Yeah, we we have a lot of cool stuff planned this month, definitely. Unfortunately, it fell through. We were trying to get to do a live stream at one of the Pride Festivals here, but unfortunately, it fell through, so we're working on our plan B for the live stream. Fingers crossed, send us good vibes for that cuz we would love to do that. I just don't know if it's going to be pride-centered, so I don't know if it will be this month or if we'll have to do it in july because of covid they've changed a lot of the pride dates around this area at least in this area so like you know indiana ohio area uh, michigan so and that's where we had planned on doing this so it's uh causing a bit of a hiccup in what we had planned um as for live events yeah come on life come on world get it together now right no kidding so uh, I don't know if anybody wants to, but if you feel brave and you feel up to it, you can send us your coming out story. You can send us somebody else, your best friend that came out to you or something. You could send us a listener story about loving dolphins. I don't give a shit. Send us something and you can send it to dramaticillusionpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to get to know you, maybe on a semi-personal level. Yeah, most definitely. And um, like we said, the last episode of this month is going to be a very vulnerable, emotional fucking roller coaster for me to tell you guys my story. Because my story is complex. It's not easy. Um, It's not an easy pill to swallow for most of it. 
But um, I think it's got a happier. It, I don't want to say ending because I'm still alive, but it, <laughs> it ended out happy in my journey. So, but it's constant struggle. So, uh, I've never told my story in at like in full before. So, this will be yeah, a first. The, it's yeah, yeah. The struggle bus picks her up first. So. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, she's the first stop of the struggle bus, which is fine. You know, you got to start somewhere. And definitely. Kudos to you for wanting to tell your story to people that you may or may not know, which is very, you know, rewarding and terrifying at the same time, I would assume. We also have socials Facebook, Dramatic Illusion Podcast. Instagram, the Dramatic Illusion Podcast, and our Facebook group, which has been hilarious. It's meme-centric, let's be honest. It's called Tuesday's Speakeasy. Come on over, share a couple laughs, look at a couple stupid, funny pictures. It's all it's all good over there. And I, honestly, I've been having a lot of fun just posting stuff or telling my boyfriend to post something or watching people comment it's been it's been pretty cool i was gonna say i've never seen your boyfriend so uh active on you know not just being a, a bypasser that's looking in in you know looking in he's like actually posting stuff first time i've seen him I know. be like that so i it's it's something new for him i will so grab admit, a drink and I like grab it. a drink and pull up come come take a seat hang out with us right you know exactly grab your dirty martini and Come pop a squat next to us. We'll talk to you. Right. Last but not least, Apple Podcasts. Rate us five stars. Leave us a review. Tell us anything you want to tell us. It's got to be a positive review, though. Give us, boost boost our ego a little bit. It doesn't have to be a lot. Just a little bit. But it boosts us up the algorithm. Tell us we're okay as fuck. That's fine with me. I'm cool with that. (laughs) I mean, you know, but please give us five stars and write down something and and turn it in to help us get up. You know, if you guys like listening to this, that just boosts us up the algorithm so other people can listen to it, too. And we really, really appreciate it. Yes, yes, yes. 